Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today I'm joined by Gabriella, or I'm going to call her Gabby for the sake of this episode, because she has such an interesting background, such an interesting job, and we actually met through LinkedIn, which I talk about very often, and a lot of my guests have talked about LinkedIn, but it's really powerful tools, so I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. We'll get into kind of what your job and your day-to-day looks like, but tell me more about what you would tell younger Gabby, your high school self. Yeah, so, because, you know, uh, when we talked about this episode, I listened to some of your older episodes and I saw you ask that question. I was (laughs) like, what? Um, but I was thinking, I think there are two things, one good, like one good feedback to my younger self. Like I was always very curious, um, and critical, which it has its bad side as well. But at the same time, the critical thinking, uh, in high school, university, and like kind of questioning the truth that I was, uh, taught, I think was a great um, attitude that I had, you know, to really like go and look for research for alternative resources and make my own truth about history, mm-hmm. about anything, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm proud of that, and I think that's built who I am today. Um, but at the same time, I think I would tell myself just be more confident about who you are, you know? <laughs> like, uh, now I look at myself and I was like, no, I think I was a strong young woman, but at the time I was so insecure that I didn't really, I think, pursued the things I wanted at the time. It took me a few years to really go for what I really wanted and not what my parents wanted or what I thought the school wanted and so on. Hmm. Where did you grow up? Were you in Ottawa your whole life or did you no. come from Brazil? Oh, no. Yeah, my accent. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I grew up in Brazil most of my life, full high school until university. I went, uh, so yeah, Brazilian education system as well. Uh, in my second year of university, it's five years. So you do undergrad and major like together. So it was five years in business, but after the second year, I took two years break in Ireland, Dublin. Um, mm. Then I came back, stayed in Brazil, and then came to Canada five years ago. Okay, wow. Yeah, it was yeah a little bit of traveling. <laughs> yeah, and that takes confidence too. So you saying that you wish you were more confident. I'm what I see in you is someone who is confident to put herself out there to move to whole different countries twice and and just share share with the world i know so that's the thing when i look back i see that too but at the time i i wasn't aware uh and i thought i wasn't strong you know Hmm. but looking back i see what you're seeing too but that's the thing i think when you look back you oh see like I'm so proud of myself, but yeah. when you are in the storm, it's just like, I can't do this, what I, am I doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, so that's what I mean. <laughs> like, just yeah. chill. <laughs> just chill and it's okay. You'll look back and it'll be good. Something yeah. that 
you're saying is, yeah, you when you're in it, you feel like you're in a storm. And a lot of the people that I've been talking to are either thinking about their career or job searching, whether they're like 16 years old here getting their first job or whether they're in their mid, late 20s, 30s, looking for kind of either a career change or shifting out of school to actual job searching and they feel like they're in a storm so I feel like you're the perfect person to talk to about this because yeah maybe you can explain a bit what is you know being in the talent acquisition field even mean and you know the maybe the only experience people have with kind of hiring has been you know through a friend referral or what they think is like a robot on LinkedIn sending them a message. So yeah, maybe you can tell me a bit, what does someone like you do on a day-to-day usually? Yeah, great question. So yeah, so I am a recruiter. Um, I will say I mean, I'm a full stack recruiter. So I am the LinkedIn bot, quote, unquote. <laughs> I am a real person messaging people that I believe are good for a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I am also the APS bot, uh, so the one that filters and screens uh, resumes, and people think it's a bot, but it's not. It's real human. I, <laughs> it is. It is. I haven't seen uh, the bots. Like I just want to say that because sometimes it's different people. In my case, I am a full a full cycle, um, mm-hmm. and our job. I don't know what I see we have in common in talent acquisition is like we're really moved by trying to find the right match. You know, you work in a company, you have a hiring manager, the person who says, I need a software developer, right? Uh, You're going to partner with that hiring manager, understand their needs, understand how to write a job description, post that, Mm. um, get applicants. But you will also try to find the person who not only fits the description, but I don't know, me personally, I also try to understand what the person wants Mm -hmm. to make sure that team and the company make sense. Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, making a decision as taking a job is huge, you know? Um, So I take and I see... I was lucky enough that most of the teams I worked with think the same way. Like we're not, I think there is a type of recruiting philosophy that is more sales in the sense of like, we just need to fill the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works for many people, but the type of approach I take and I've seen in the teams I stay is that, that like we really want to understand the person's needs the hiring managers need and mm-hmm. meet them day to day. I think I'm talking like too much. Ooh. No, so no. Pra- in practical terms, understanding the needs, posting job description, receiving applications with resumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see a lot of resumes every day, reading them with our own eyes and brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving forward with candidates we think are a good fit, looking at the resume, screening them, moving them along the journey with other interviewers, scheduling. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like uh, pipeline management uh, and expectations management, I would say. Um, And I don't know, I love it. 
I am very passionate about it. One of the the things that I like the most is interviewing people. So being in calls and asking the question, tell me about yourself. Like, yeah. you, you have the opportunity to learn so much about people's lives. It's amazing. I mm. really, but yeah, I don't know. That was a long answer. No, that's a great answer because it's very new for some people. And it's good to know that you personally, when you're doing your job, you're looking for long-term fits. Because you're saying oh, yeah. some people just like to fit a role, fill a role quickly. And that's me when I see like, you know, a LinkedIn job posting or Indeed that has keeps coming back up. I get a little bit worried. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, a really quick turnaround maybe. Or I'm not sure what happened there, but it makes me more nervous to apply. But even seeing that you understand it's a partnership is is a good it's a good thing to know about just the industry what it looks like you said you like interviewing people i think that's people's least favorite part of the job process because it makes you nervous it makes you anxious yeah. and so gabby posted this link on linkedin and whoever liked it i'm so grateful for them because then it showed up on my timeline and I wish you existed when I was getting my first like corporate adult job because <laughs> you have this dashboard on Notion, one of my favorite tools for people who are searching for jobs. And it can also be people for, for people who are not searching for jobs, I think, if you want to, you know, practice making your resume or you want to write a better cover letter. So anyways, I'll have to like put a screenshot somewhere of what you built, but you had a section for like your life crisis. You had a section for <laughs> prepping for interviewing and like negotiation. And I've noticed, I don't know if you ever use TikTok, but a lot of like Gen Z uses TikTok. And there has been people who are posting things about kind of the interview process or like here are three ways you can get your negotiation you know the rate you want and I think it's a bit overwhelming because it's coming mm -hmm. from people who've maybe done it one time <laughs> people, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're saying that yeah. <laughs> yeah I get a bit worried I'm like they it's I don't know I'm like who do I listen to and what if I lose the job I want because in my interview I took advice from something that was incredible or I get paid less than I think I deserve because I, you know, set a low number at the beginning. But yeah. anyways, why did you build this whole docket of resources? Yeah, so the sharing knowledge, I think is the most, the biggest purpose, you know. I come from academia too, so I have this thing of like sharing knowledge. Uh, and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I see so many voices and TikTok something I want to explore. I'm not there yet. You'll be great to. when you get there. <laughs> I hope so, but I'm, I'm kind of intimidated too. But anyways, one step at a time. Okay, but I'll I share see... your job seeker notion okay. on TikTok for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, please. But yeah, it's just like I see so many people that got a job at this company, this amazing company, and then they start to give advice. And it's just like, that's not how it works. Uh, there's many variables that made that person take that job. Um, and yeah, so the first thing I would say is like, you don't have to listen to me, but at least if you're searching for information, go try to understand that person's career their mm -hmm. background be the recruiter yourself you know 
do they have experience with talent acquisition? How many companies? What type of companies? Because mm -hmm. depending on the recruiting approach that recruiter knows, you will get completely different advices. Um, yeah, uh, like tips. Mm -hmm. But anyways, about the, the notion, what happened was I quit my job at the beginning of this year. Um, I wasn't, I, I needed to quit. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I needed a break. Mm. At the same time, I can't stay like, I don't know, quiet. I can't sit still as my partner says. So I decided to open my calendar for a week uh, and like just whoever wanted my time could schedule 30 minutes of my time. Mm -hmm. My goal with that week was to understand patterns of problems and think about maybe a product that I could build. That was my mm -hmm. mindset. So I got like 60 calls in one week. It was wow. crazy. That was also one of like the first viral posts on LinkedIn, you know, like it was a hundred likes. I was so happy. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't expect it. But anyways. In those calls, I could see FAQs. So I started to write blog posts to answer those FAQs. Mm. Um, at the same time, people started to ask for like, I wanna pay for your time now. Cause I was just like, I can't keep doing this. Anyways, started posting the blog posts. Uh, when I was giving advice on the side, people are asking and then I was starting to get confused with my own um, blog posts. So I was like, okay, I'm going to build a dashboard and organize them mm. in a journey. So that's how I started the Notion dashboard. And it started to get super rich with information. So mm -hmm. I decided to post about it. And, that's, and now I'm just like constantly updating the Notion with new blog posts. But basically mm -hmm. the blog post, what you see on Notion is FAQs. So frequent asked questions. And if you if they resonate with you, keep in mind you're not alone. All those information are literally the most asked questions I get. Everybody wow. gets yeah, everybody gets uh, nervous in an interview, including the interviewer, by the way. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I think people don't think about that. But yeah, the interviewer is nervous too. <laughs> is it because you're wondering, I hope they like me enough for considering the job if they're the best candidate? Or just because it's you're meeting a whole new stranger every time representing the company? I think there are different reasons. Again, and I think that's the beauty of the process. I think some will be nervous because yes, this is a gold candidate. It's the last interview. It's more about making them uh, understand how great we are. Mm -hmm. But it can be too like, this is my second interview in my life. Uh, I'm not sure if I know how to do this. Um, mm. Or it can be, I had a horrible night. Uh, yeah. I'm not ready for this, you know? Yeah, I just think if you humanize the process on the other end as well, uh, it maybe uh, helps you calm your own nerves. You know, we are all yeah. humans. We are all insecure. Yeah, that's really good 
advice and a perspective to have when we're going into kind of what that looks like. And I'll let people kind of dive into each topic in your actual like blog post. But when it comes to even just the basics, what is maybe one thing that you would say don't do in your resume? Maybe we'll do a don't and we'll do a do. What's a don't do on like your resume cover letter or first interview with someone as maybe the perspective is your first kind of interview and job search and then what is a do that we should take note of okay wow yeah <laughs> don't do's i would um don't do it uh i think it's more about like uh, let's go with the do's i think okay. because that's maybe the opposite don't do it but yeah what i always say like there is no good bad candidate Per se. Oh, my dog's gonna bark. Is that okay? That's okay, yeah. Okay. Um, there is no good or bad candidate per se. It, the candidate's always compared to something. The something is the job description. So what you should do is keep that in mind. I'm not saying to like copy and paste the job description to your resume. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Okay, there you go. Some people say on. to do that. Some people say sneakily do that. Don't do that because uh, then you seem you are a bot, you know? Um, but for sure, use the job description as your reference. So what I say is like, study the job description, highlight the verbs, the tools, the mindset that they are requiring. Mm -hmm. Look at your resume and try to see if these two things are like matching. And when I say that, it's not like copy and pasting. You can write your own words, your own terms, but just make sure that you are a good candidate for that job description. Mm -hmm. And that counts for the interview as well. What happens many times during interviews, at least with me, of course, I am the first interview. So it's just like those basic questions. First question usually is, tell me about yourself. To be very honest, I ask that question differently. I always say, tell me about yourself, highlighting what's relevant for this role. Mm. Why do I do that? Because <laughs> if I don't, people have a pre-made speech of three and 30 seconds minute with basically the information that's already in the resume. And I don't need that. I already read your resume. What I need to mm -hmm. know is why you think your past experience is a good match with this. It, I need you to help me build the case with the hiring manager that you mm. are a good candidate, right? So I, I think I think that the understanding behind all these advices, I think the it got lost. You know, the why people say you copy the job description. This is like. <laughs> the end point of understanding why you need to do that and yeah. you can do and the why is you need to be a good candidate for that role and you can show that in many different ways one of the ways is copy and paste the job description i don't think that's the best way it is one mm -hmm. but there are many other ways to show that and even just to finish but doing that and i always recommend please study the job description understand mm -hmm. it 
because doing that you can even realize this is not the best job for me yeah you know yeah Um, i think it's easy to just hit something like an easy apply or to just you know take take the first you know the first of the job seem exciting and not really you know look into look into is this something you actually as well which is I just a waste of time for both people if turns out at the end of the interview you could have known from the job description that this wasn't for you that's that's hard and yeah I I like just going back to the basics thank you for reminding us to do that yeah and because yeah that's the thing you are a good candidate for this it's always compared to there is no wrong and right and just one thing that i thought about now listening to you there is one don't do well not don't do it but like avoid it (laughs) avoid it uh because yeah that's the thing like the job description is your uh i don't know the the thing that you use when you're like um in a boat or something you know like anyway okay yeah yeah the the job description is your what you should focus um so i'm guessing before the interview you will know which job you're interviewing for right Mm, yeah no many times we join i have candidates joining interviews with me not knowing which role they're interviewing (laughs) for or even the company that's a little bit i don't reject people because of that of course not but Mm -hmm. uh it shows a little bit of like organizing skills, detail oriented, that type of, yes. uh, you know. Um, so depending on the role, that can go against you. So hmm. just that's yeah. it sounds that's random, really but too. yeah, but like yeah, please just like you know it by experience. <laughs> You've seen that and, and the effects of it, it happens so often. <laughs> it's, a, it's it blows my mind honestly, but yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I wanted to ask you one question about when you've, you know, done the process, maybe you've done an interview, someone has taken your advice, study the thing, got a job. Um, what if they have, you know, those two offers type of things? I did see in mm. one of your blog posts something that I don't always see everywhere where it's just said, like, money isn't the main decision factor for choosing between two jobs and I think it's hard when you are young and trying to pay your bills or, you know, people are more transparent with how much they're making now. Maybe that's a TikTok thing. Maybe that's just kind of a shift in culture where people are just flat out saying their salaries where it was a little bit more hush hush. But how come you said that's not, you know, if you have two great job offers, literally just look at the salary and pick one. Um. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like when I say like money is not everything, don't take me wrong. Everybody has bills to pay, and but mm-hmm. like, but that's one aspect of your life paying paying bills, right? Uh, you have other things that you need to do to be. Uh, I don't want to say even like to be happy because that can be just like too like rainbowy stuff, but just to to survive, to be mentally health, right? Some people to be mentally health, they need uh, to work eight hours max per day, right? Some mm-hmm. people need their weekends. Some people, I don't know, need to work in a job that they feel there is purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some people are money driven. 
I think you need to understand what your needs are. Everybody needs money. Totally agree. Understand your minimum. On top of that, understand what else you need to, you know, oh, I, the team I work for is super important to me. Mm-hmm. The manager is important. Um, the company's name is important. Equity is important. You know, have a list. I think the, in one of the blog posts, I suggest one list uh, for you to Yeah, have. like a spreadsheet or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, rem- honestly, I don't remember exactly what is there. Probably yeah. could add stuff there. You can add, build your own. Yes. Um, when you have two offers, what I suggest, like write down on a list all these aspects, not only money, but sometimes 10 or 20K, like getting 10 or 20K more in a year mm-hmm. can destroy you uh, depending on how bad that company is in your mind, mm-hmm. on your health. I've been there. So uh, I, I know I say that from a, like a privileged perspective because yes, I make the minimum, more than minimum that I need. Mm-hmm. But if you are there, use the privilege, you know? Yeah. And make the choice especially if you are young and if you're in the earlier career you have time to build Mm. you know you need to be probably in a place that you can grow your career or learn skills so have these opportunities uh might count more than making maybe five ten k more a year yeah you know what i mean yeah thank you for saying that because i've been in the in both ways i've been in the trap where i wanted to make more and realize you know there's no boundaries after 5 p.m in this culture there's no there's no paid time off or getting vacation is very complicated and then i've been on the side where i'm making much less than you know the type of role i was in but i had mentorship i had vacation sick time health benefits you know all the technology i needed they mailed it over and that was just kind of that I think it was it would have been great if I had done that. I just got lucky by trial and error. But even just making the decisions, um, even if you're thinking about commute, I have a couple of friends who are getting their first jobs kind of either restaurants, retail. I mm-hmm. think it also applies for that kind of job than um than just like a remote or a tech or an office job because your commute can be a big factor. But if the name is so important because it's gonna help maybe your career long term then maybe you'll sacrifice the commute. But if you're losing all your money on and your time on driving, you know, three hours to a place that doesn't make sense, then yeah, you might as well choose something else. Exactly. And I think there are like situations and situations. I remember I was in the panel for Latinas in Tech like a month mm-hmm. ago and we were talking about not even like you have two offers, but you have an offer. It's not ideal. It's not what you want. You you will still have another thing in your mind that would be ideal. But you're unemployed. What do you do? Should you mm-hmm. reject and keep interviewing, trying to get that one you want? Or you should accept? And what we did you say? All answers saying, you can make it. You can make 20, uh, 200 a year. You just need to believe in your dream, blah, blah. What I said was like, I think 
you can see that as your strategy for your career. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, take the job. You need to pay your bills you, and you don't, you don't need to like understand, oh, now I'm stuck in this. No, own it instead of letting them own it. Mm -hmm. Own it. I took this job. This is a temporary situation. It's going to give me peace of mind. Again, what I need yeah. in that context. So I can focus and better interview for other opportunities or even take a break for a while from job search. Yeah. Because it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. um, so I also, it's also about that. Like, um, that's the thing. Like, I think there is a lot of advice and you will notice all my advice is always like, it depends if there is this, but honestly you can do, I think the most important thing is understand you. Mm -hmm. your current situation and what that specific company has to offer you you know yeah uh, and own so the it. critical thing yeah so that critical thinking i was talking in the beginning you know have that um yeah. that's yeah. incredible i think even in just the tone of how you're writing it does it comes across across in the way that you're speaking it to me now where yes it depends but you you do explain i think really well how it's situational and it's okay to not think not to get caught up in the fluffy of like you too can make you know 300 leave your job every month yeah. or you're stuck in this job for the rest of your life especially when you're young because you can do strategic like you said strategic taking of jobs if you know this yeah. will look good for your next thing and you stay in it for a little bit and meet the right people and the right connections a lot of the roles I've gotten before have just been through knowing people from previous yeah previous jobs so yeah okay well thank you so much for chatting I have one last question I wanted to ask you or just okay. a topic I was thinking about and you brought it up when you talked about you know Latinas in tech and just I don't know why but every Brazilian person I've met has been so sweet I <laughs> I've never met a mean Brazilian person in my life. The CEO of Slack, Slack CEO, is a Brazilian woman, by the way. Really? Announced yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wow. See, I'm sorry. I yeah, sorry, interrupted you. Got it. No, I'm excited for you. <laughs> you Slack today. Perfect. Wow. And that's something that I think Gen Z cares about. Um, whether they come from, you know, born and raised in North America or not, is just kind of the aspect of diversity and being unique and sharing kind of your culture and things like that. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed anything kind of in the space or was it hard for you to get into these roles or, I don't know, it's a sensitive topic in a way, but it's also something I don't want to shy away from because for me, I've always been really shy and nervous to talk about my last name before I got married was very long. People also always didn't understand where I was from. And I would just be like, oh, no, like my whole family is African. And they're like, oh, but you don't look like it. Or people would make assumptions or I would feel like I didn't match a company's kind of ideal profile. So I don't know if you have any advice or any thoughts on what you've seen in this space in terms of diversity. I Yeah, so I I think I've, I was lucky or I don't know if I was lucky or I think I was lucky to like be in the, in places that were diverse, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and with people that understand the value of diversity. Cause I think like when I say it really depends, 
it's situational. You need to understand the context. That comes from someone who is an outsider, right? So usually I am in spaces um, that I'm the one who look, who sees differently and I yes. see the value that comes from within. Um, so I think it can be difficult. The good part of that is that companies thinking about like professional careers, companies that will open the doors are companies that understand the value of diversity, you know? That's amazing, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I that's why I was saying like, I don't know if I was lucky, but yeah, I ended up in companies that valued diversity and that was great, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Now like MongoDB is like great for that too. Um, of course, mm -hmm. I am in tech, Tax is still predominant, like most of it, male, white, cis. So we have a path, but I think it's, I think more and more people understand the value of it. it there is a long way for sure. You mm -hmm. will, I got bullied. I, I, it wasn't all beautiful, right? People made jokes of my accent. Um, now I'm proud of it, but. It, it takes you a while, I think. And organizations like Latinas in Tech, I always tell them, and I have to say here too, like organizations like Latinas in Tech help you build the confidence. Hmm. Uh, and now if somebody, I don't, I, honestly, I think if somebody makes a joke about my accent, I don't even hear it anymore because it's so not relevant for me hmm. as it used to be, you know? It's not a soft spot like before where you're confident now. Exactly. So yeah. I think being in communities and spaces that help you see the value that you have as being different for any reason you're different. In the end, we're all different. Mm -hmm. um, I think it helped. But I don't know. I am super pro-diverse, as you can imagine. So yeah. I think it's beautiful. I. I'm surrounded by people who agree with me. And so, yeah. That's really good advice too, to just yeah. surround yourself with community, which which can feel hard when, when you don't know maybe more people. You live in a certain area that's maybe not as diverse, but online communities, there's yeah. a lot of them, group chats, slacks, yeah. LinkedIn groups or influencers who are advocating for for diversity and inclusivity. So. Oh yeah. yeah, and the most welcoming people are people from diversity. Yes, <laughs> ERGs, affinity groups, all those folks. Like I'm one of them. Uh, we are very welcoming too. So yeah, that's good to know. Thank you for the invitation for anybody listening who is. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm always on LinkedIn. Yes. One day TikTok. Yes. I'll yeah, one day. <laughs> For now, I'm a millennial uh, LinkedIn person. <laughs> yes. No, uh, my goal is to get all of our Gen Z followers on LinkedIn before they graduate because I think it is an amazing yeah. tool. When you search yeah. up someone's name, their LinkedIn comes up first, usually. It's their LinkedIn or their oh, Twitter that I true. always see. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, where can people find you on LinkedIn? What should they search up? I'll put the link in as well. Yeah, it's Gabriela De Luca. Um, so it's just my name, maybe Gabriela De Luca MongoDB is the company I'm currently working full time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there in my profile LinkedIn, I think I have the links to the Notion uh, as well post, as my yeah. website. Yeah. So most of the rest of the information, my Medium profile with all the articles. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much LinkedIn is my like single source of truth. So if yeah. you find me there, you'll find everything else. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting and all your wisdom and advice on a field that feels very personal, but also hard to think. Like I was saying, it's hard to think there are humans that are doing this and who are experts at this. And you're just paving a lot of the way for the next generation. So thank you for doing that. Wow. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> you are. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Really. Be, be confident, like you would tell yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We need our own advice all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Bye.